listening to Straight Notation on Dogs by Nature Radio. I mean, every time we played that team since I've been here, when we were trying to build it that first year, and we still played them tough when they were um, really rolling, and, and it's been that way every time. So we knew coming in, we'd get their best shot, and they played their tails off. And uh, fortunately, we got those fourth down stops and found a way to win. You need a win like this? Uh, I, I'd take them anyway and get them. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Devin. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious7, and you're listening to The Opposition's Position on Dogs by Nature Radio. The scheduling gods have done it again for week six. As Cliff Kingsbury and his undefeated Cardinals look to stake their claim in Cleveland, that game is going to be a late afternoon affair. Well, to help us get ready for the fury of Kyler Murray, we welcome back our Cardinal affiliate at AZ Sports Feed. Hi, my name is Mac with the Redbird Red Zone Podcast, and I'm here to try to help break down the big showdown on Sunday between my Arizona Cardinals and your Cleveland Browns. Mac, it's outstanding to hear from you again. Thank you for taking your time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. <laughs> what a time to be a football fan in Arizona. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are batting a 1,000 in the early stages of the 2021 campaign. Last Sunday, you survived the debut of Trey Lance at the State Farm. What was that game like? And from your vantage point, is this Cardinals team a team of destiny? Well, firstly, the Arizona Cardinals survived a defensive slugfest against the division rival San Francisco 49ers. In that game, rookie Trey Lance made his first career start. The thing that popped off the page initially was his frame and how big he is in general. At 6'4", 225, he looks the part. But one thing he's going to learn in this league is that he's going to need to slide or get down once he's a ball carrier. As I'm sure most of you all already saw the defensive stop at the goal line on fourth down when he tried taking it in by the pylon and was crushed by Isaiah Simmons. And it looks like on that play, if you look specifically, he reaches for his, his knee after that play. And it now looks like he's going to be missing his next start after the, the 49ers bye week this coming week. And who knows, maybe even more with a knee sprain. As for the Cardinals being a team of destiny, as a Cardinals fan, I'm probably in the same boat as most of you Browns fans. And I'm just going to say, you know, let's, let's hold on a little bit. As last year, we found out quickly how, how quick the season can be turned on its head. Prior to Kyler Murray hurting his shoulder last season, we were 6-3 and to fight for a top spot in the division. Once Kyler tried playing through his injury, the season went downhill quickly as we finished 8-8. Eight and eight. The ramifications of his injuries was that he wasn't able to run as often as he was last season. And prior, prior to the injury, he was taking a lot more downfield shots. That all ended after his shoulder injury to his throwing arm. Thankfully, he's healthy this season, and at 5-0, we're just hoping to go one win at a time right now. The one thing I will say about this team, though, is that it definitely feels like a team that's bought in on both sides of the ball. And honestly, sometimes that's that's all you need to make that next jump during year three with a franchise QB, similarly to what you all experienced last season on, in year three under Baker. So many parallels between the careers of Murray and Mayfield. We'll get back to that in a second. Looking over this roster, there is a ton of star power on this team, much of it acquired in this offseason. Have you succeeded in becoming football's version of the Harlem Globetrotters? What kind of culture has Cliff built in Arizona? While the Cardinals added some big names in the offseason, 
namely AJ Green, JJ Watt, and to a lesser extent, James Conner. They've all still been highly productive and a big reason why the Cardinals are 5-0. and While A.J. Green isn't that number one type receiver that you all saw in your division for so many years and is currently fifth on the Cardinals in catches, he's already halfway to his receiving yards mark from last season in 16 games. His two TDs already matched his season total from a year ago as well. And while he's not that number one type receiver, he's been as solid as we could ask for for a number two outside guy across from D-Hop. And while J.J. Watt has not recorded a sack through five games yet, he did have his most productive game as a Cardinal against San Francisco last week, and his impact is felt up front on nearly every play as he's still rated as one of the premier pass rushers for interior defensive linemen in the league in terms of pressures by ESPN and Pro Football Focus metrics. Even someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who was added the previous season, Hasn't had his normal volume to start this year, but is still doing the little things that make him great with his timely catches and even his clutch blocking downfield. All that talent coming together for a bigger goal speaks largely to the culture Cliff Kingsbury has built. While a lot of people mock the hiring of the failed former college coach, Kingsbury is a prototypical players coach through and through who is willing to take all the blame while deferring all credit to the players, even when it's not necessary. A lot of talk when he was hired was how the players would respond to him. And as far as the naked eye goes, it seems like each and every one of his players would run through a wall for him. But you won't see that talked about on ESPN. As for his offense, his play calling has grown leaps and bounds since his first season two years ago. And in large part to Kyler Murray taking full control of this offense. During his first two seasons in the league, the lack of checking down from play to play and his ability to to consistently move from read to read mid-play was fairly evident for Kyler Murray. Now, in year three, and an early season MVP favorite, Kyler is, is essentially that extra coach on the field, and his growth as a leader shouldn't be understated. Him and Cliff are definitely a perfect match for each other. Mac, it's been great to watch his progression from afar. I'm excited to see him up close on Sunday. I don't think I've seen an NFL offense built like this one. Is Murray the only person who could drive it? What kind of surprises are we in for this Sunday? How have teams been successful in blunting his aggressive style? So the three things any defense has to do well to slow down the Cardinals are these. And Kyler Murray specifically are these. Create pressure on Kyler without blitzing. They can keep another guy essentially in coverage as his accuracy on blitzes is up there with the best of the game this season. And then you have to, number two, take away the run game of Edmonds and Connor, which San Francisco did San Francisco did last week while holding the, that duo to under three yards of carry for their lowest output of the season. And then number three, easier said than done, is contain Kyler when he improvises with his leg, especially on third downs, as every game it seems like he breaks defense's hearts when he's converting third and long seemingly multiple times a game. San Francisco did a great job of that by holding him to his second lowest rushing total of his career, and they held him to one yard on seven rushing attempts, and it still wasn't enough. Yeah, but it's so difficult to stop a guy who's making plays out of chaos. Hopefully we can avoid some of those nightmares on Sunday. Your defense is always some opportunistic, and they've always shown that they can get after the passer. But really, tell me about how Simmons is showing out. Is he becoming the player you imagined? 
who are some of the unsung heroes that we will learn about in this Sunday's game? Some of the lesser-name unsung heroes who you might not have heard of entering this week that you might on Sunday. I'll have to start with Jalen Thompson, the third-round, the third-year safety who is a fifth-round supplemental pick just two years ago. He led the Cardinals in tackles against the San Francisco 49ers for the second week in a row. And not only is turning into a thumper back there next to Buda Baker, his coverage skills have also shown great development this season compared to his first two previous years. Another name to watch out for is cornerback Robert Alford, who missed the last two seasons due to injuries, but with Malcolm Butler retiring before the season unexpectedly, Rumor has it Butler was beat out by Alfred and rookie Marco Wilson. This cornerback room is led by third-year standout Byron Murphy, who has shown to be a great strength of this team as he jumped into the cornerback one after Patrick Peterson left. And even though Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson both missed last week's games due to injuries, the cornerback still stood up and did a, a hell of a job with Robert Alford sliding into CB1. As for our defense, second-year top-10 pick Isaiah Simmons has merged onto the scene as a bona fide stud. Not only does he physically pop off the TV screen and watch them, he's also a large reason the Cardinals are amongst the league leaders in containing opposing tight ends, which has always been historically a major problem for this franchise. But entering last week, Isaiah had the best passer rating against of any of the 45 linebackers in the NFL who've been targeted at least 10 times in pass coverage. I'd venture to say his biggest weakness is still in the run game, which is an ideal heading into this week, as he seems to be too impatient at times and loses gap integrity. But all in all, he's been exactly what we hoped for after a rookie season where he didn't reach the field as often as most of us fans and probably he would have hoped. Offensively, rookie wide receiver second-rounder Rondell Moore has turned heads from the beginning of camp and now ranks among the league leaders in yards after catch with nearly 200 so far this season. The way I'd explain Rondell Moore to somebody who hasn't watched the Cardinals is think of Kyler Murray, but more physical and as, a, as with elite hands as a wide receiver. And that's not hyperbole for the 5-7-4-2-9-40 running rookie. Yeah, we know about Rondell Moore, and we'll definitely be keeping an eye on him in this contest. So about prognostication, what are the major storylines going into this game for you? What needs to happen for the Cards to win on the road? How do you think this game shakes out? And do you have a final tally for us? Biggest storylines heading into this week, though, besides injuries, is if the Cardinals can create a couple turnovers off Baker, as I'm not expecting our rush D to be able to contain your two-headed monster for very long as we're currently giving up the second most yards per carry in the league at 5.4 behind the Chargers. Even though we give up a lot of chunk plays in the run game between the 20s, the Cards D has actually been fairly elite in the red zone. The Cardinals have only given up three ground TDs this season, which ranks fifth in the NFL. They're the typical bend but don't break defense, and that needs to happen again this week if the Cardinals expect to leave the dog pound 6-0. While Vegas says the Cards are the underdog heading into this road matchup, I just have a hard time picking against the Cardinals right now and Kyler Murray. So with that being said, my game prediction is 27-23 Cardinals. I totally see your point on this one, and in a way it could even be worse than what you're saying. I don't know, but for some reason I feel like the Browns are going to give you their best effort this Sunday. Of course, we'll have to wait for Sunday to see what happens there. But for now, Mac, 
thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us here on Dogs Manager Radio. <laughs> Before you go, do you have anything else for our audience? And I know it's going to be a tough fought game. And on, on our podcast, all all five of us, we had a couple of guests, all five of us had this a one-score game. So that's kind of what I'm expecting as well. But thank you again for having me on. And you can find me on Twitter if you want to hear some uh, drunk live tweeting about this game. You might want to block me, you know, whatever. But you can find me on Twitter at AZ Sports Fiend. That's F-I-E-N. And thank you again. And uh, hopefully it's a, a good game where we both stay healthy. But at the end of the day, go cards, baby. Mac, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us here on Dogs Manager Radio. Here's to a safe game. And with that, we'll put this one in the books. You've been listening to The Opposition's Position on Dogs by Nature Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Thelonious7. Take care and go Browns. <laughs>